We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. My dear one, my darling, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing Empower Radio and Journey to Center to be a part of your day today. May you be feeling blessed, comfortable, and at home within yourself. So, you know, I've heard it said, and believe it is true, that compassion is the only emotion left for the fully realized human being. Compassion means to be present with, to suffer with, and to care. And a caring human being can do so much to relieve, diminish, and possibly alleviate suffering. can also bring great peace to the one we are present with and to the world. And I would suspect most of those as healthcare professionals get into the business of helping and healing because of compassion. But what I know for sure is that if we do not take good care of ourselves as we attempt to take care of others, we burn up, we dry up, and we can no longer give from an empty well. Today, we're spending time with author and speaker, Lee Tomlinson, also known as Patient Lee. The life mission of Patient Lee is to inspire healthcare professionals to return to compassionate care, bring it to its rightful place at the forefront of modern healthcare to benefit patients, their families, the bottom line, and perhaps most importantly, their often suffering burned out selves. Finding this mission was not easy. As an award-winning television producer, movie studio executive, and owner, former professional athlete, TED Talk speaker, Lee was diagnosed and began his battle with stage three throat cancer. During this time, patient Lee became painfully aware of the trauma caused by treatment lacking in compassion that drove him to the darkest of depths. What saved him from this bout with depression was a tiny, simple, yet powerful act of compassion delivered by a loving doctor and friend. Patient Lee is alive today due to the combination of a lifetime of extraordinarily effective medical treatments and deeply kind, compassionate care. We're here to talk about his experiences and his book, Compassion Heals, From Self-Care to Healthcare. So Lee Tomlinson, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation today. Well, it's my privilege uh, and honor, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And given my medical history, uh, it's a pleasure to be anywhere, actually. <laughs> so I'm thrilled to be here, and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So, Lee, let's just start with a little bit of, of your story, your backstory, and how you've evolved into this, you know, TED Talk speaker, international speaker, and the author of this uh, book. Can we do that? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, uh, so trying to keep it. You know, I'm 72 years old, thanks God. And uh, so my life has been extraordinary and uh, I would do very little differently. I um, have been a world ranking professional tennis player. I helped uh, open China after ping pong diplomacy was um, activated. Um, I have raised well over $100 million for the U.S. Olympic Committee and the American Film Institute produced a decade of uh, award-winning television specials celebrating the centennial of American movies. Um, I've been a movie studio owner and developer of one in Arizona, in um, New Mexico. 
and then I got cancer. So it has been an extraordinarily full life, uh, and it's still going on. And uh, the gift of cancer for me was that I discovered my purpose in life, which is to help healthcare professionals and others recognize the enormous healing power that each of us has, scientifically proven, no opinion here, scientifically proven, to heal the mental, physical, and emotional well-being of themselves, their colleagues, their friends, their families, and everybody they come in contact by simply being kind, caring, and compassionate. And so, Lee, this is one of my favorite subjects, emotional energies and topics to discuss. But I would like to hear from you how you would describe mm. compassion. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, I've spoken before, you know, done keynotes since my recovery and recovery of my voice. And one of the questions that I always ask my audiences is, first question is, so on a scale of one to ten, how many of you think that compassion, supplying compassion to your patients, is closer to a 10 being ultimately, you know, maximally important, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to a five or six? Everybody raises their hand. Everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and I look for people who don't. And, you know, it's like, no, you're in healthcare. I mean, that's why you got into healthcare. Of course you raise your hand. Okay, good. Since you all agree, define it for me. Mm -hmm. And people look at me like, uh, 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 well, it's um, feeling the pain of another. No, that's <laughs> empathy. Huh? And that's the start of it. You know, unless it's natural to feel empathy, it's, it's literally genetically in us to feel the pain of others. But in order to transform that into compassion, you have to take action to relieve that suffering of another. So mm -hmm. compassion is the innate ability to feel the pain of another accompanied by an equally intense desire to help relieve that pain. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do it and the way I discovered it was at the end of my cancer treatment, I um, was hospitalized with a life-threatening um, septic infection so I'm dying of cancer. I'm dying of this infection. My life is a misery. I haven't made money in a year. You know, I've been able to work. My marriage is on the rocks because I'm a jerk and when I'm in pain, as everybody is. Um, and I didn't know if I'd survive. I didn't know if I could – anyway, my life is a mess. So when I'm in this hospital, I absolutely could have used some simple human kindness, and I got zero. And the problem is, is that when you're in a hospital setting and you're in that kind of misery, if those uh, people in whose hands you've placed your life don't think you're worth simple human kindness, courtesy, compassion, call whatever you will, we tend to believe them. We're not worth it. And that's mm -hmm. literally broke my spirit, broke my heart, mm -hmm. and um, – got me to the place where I realized, you know, if I put on enough fentanyl patches, I can go to sleep, not wake up, and my family will have the benefit of a huge key man life insurance policy that the studio had on me. And I thought, what a great way, what a great gift to get rid of this piece of crap lying in this bed 
with all the problems I'm putting on them and reward them with millions and millions and millions of dollars. And I would have done that if I hadn't experienced the exact opposite. When a doctor friend came to visit, sat with me, listened to me complain about it all, and apologized for a healthcare system that's becoming less and less and less humanistic, less compassionate, and suggest that maybe if I fought and live, I could become part of the solution mm. rather than a statistic uh, and a victim of it. And that's what saved my life, and that's what caused me to almost take it. So honestly, before that, I hadn't spent a whole lot of time thinking about compassion, honestly. Um, but once he said, what you didn't get here was compassion, and it's happening more and more. From that moment on, I realized my life's purpose was to do whatever I could do to help these people who were in such pain and burned out, which is why they were so crappy to me. See if I can't get them to be self-compassionate, heal themselves, so they're better able to be compassionate with us. I love what you're sharing so much. It sounds like in that moment, your friend articulated your life purpose before you even knew what it was. Like you had an innate longing for compassion, but you didn't have the conscious awareness of that being exactly what you needed and that that was something that you wanted to pay forward. Is that accurate? That's 100% accurate. I have always been, my parents, <laughs> treat people like you'd like to be treated, which is like, duh. I mean, I, it's probably every kid <laughs> heard that. But I didn't realize it also meant mean, stupid, angry people. I mean, it's everybody. And um <laughs> Once I realized that um, there was an opportunity for me to take this cancer experience mm-hmm. and try to transform the care part of it, not treatment. My treatment was fabulous. Um, no fun, but fabulous. But <laughs> once I realized that my natural nature, I am, as we all are, naturally empathetic. And I was encouraged as a kid. My parents always did charitable work and always help people and anybody driving down the road flat tire or stopping um but i didn't realize that it could be a life purpose and at this point uh, at that point rather i realized that if it's disappearing from healthcare and it's causing people to experience what i experienced and i might be able to actually use that experience to improve the experience of other patients and the healthcare providers who treat them, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Yeah, that's worth living for, for sure. So it's hard. I wouldn't recommend cancer as a learning <laughs> tool. But, you know, someone once said to me, you know, Lee, when one door closes, another door opens, which everybody said to me during my cancer thing, because, you know, my life was changing dramatically. I didn't even know if I'd be able to speak, let alone work. Um, and at the end, you know, I wanted to smack them. It's like, you don't know what it's like to be in cancer. Don't tell me about doors opening. Until somebody said, you know, when one door closes, another door opens. But the problem is we are so fixated on the doors that have closed. Right. Never notice the doors that are opening. Yes. And all of a sudden, I realized what a blessing cancer has been for me to be able to interact and help heal not only healthcare professionals, but all of their patients by the simple use of kindness, caring, and compassion. 
Yes, yes, yes. What a blessing. What a blessing, you know, and it's it's about helping other people get to higher ground. It's not just getting and acquiring and being successful and, you know, um, making our mark in the world. It's about what we pay forward, what we ripple out. Well, and again, you know, look, who I forget who said it, but if you want to make somebody happy, be kind. If you want to be happy, be kind. <laughs> and it's true. The scientific proof is, is that we are genetically bred for connection, human connection. Yes. We don't get yes. it. Like right now, we get crazy. We literally get crazy. I and mean, it makes us nuts. We don't know what to do. We think we're going to die. And we got to get, you know, we got to connect. So encouraging people to follow their nature and be the compassionate beings they are will make the recipient enormously happy, healthier, uh, strengthened immune system. I mean, whether they're in a healthcare system or not, uh, faster, um, better outcomes, less pain, all of that for the recipient. But the scientific proof says the person giving it feels exactly the same and has the exact mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits as the receiver. Yes. I mean, what medicine does that? You give somebody a uh, a flu shot, um, you know, they're going to be, they're going to get the benefit. The patient is, but with compassion, both people mm. get the benefit, not just the receiver. And that is the power of compassion to heal. Right. Well, and something I've noticed, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about this, Lee, is sometimes it's uh, hard, maybe impossible to give from an empty well or give what we don't receive or give to ourselves. Like I understood that it would be good to be kind and compassionate, but I wasn't kind to me. I wasn't compassionate with myself. So it was inauthentic. I tried to be nice. People like, can't you just smile and be nice? Well, you know, uh, I can try it, but it wouldn't be authentic because well, I'm burnt out and I don't like myself very much. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Well, Compassion requires that we look deep within ourselves, find what pains us, Mm -hmm. and never, ever take it out on anybody else. Mm. So think about that. Find what pains us and make sure, because shooting uh, yesterday, I think it was, people who do that are in such excruciating, doesn't excuse their behavior, but are in such excruciating pain Mm-hmm. The only way they can feel seen and heard and not invisible is by doing acts like that. Right. So not that you or I are ever going to become shooters, but if we want to be compassionate, we need to find out what's paining us and deal with it so that we're open to our natural, genetically designed, compassionate mm-hmm. beings so that we can express it. So. That's the title of my book, From Self-Care to Healthcare. Whether you're in healthcare or not, you've got to take care of yourself first. Once you're healthy, once you've removed those pains, then you're able to be compassionate because it's who you are as opposed to a way to manipulate people into being nice to you. Mm. That's not compassion. That's manipulation. So they're vastly different. And when you're in terrible pain and burned out, you are emotionally numb. 
so as a healthcare provider, and 60% of these people work so hard, and self-care is <laughs> on, not on most of their lists. They give and 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 they give. And now there's COVID. We got to give even more. And mm. they never took care. They rarely, 60% of them are burned out at any given moment. 60%. Is it any surprise if 60% of them are emotionally numb? Yes. That half of all patients today report they receive zero compassion like my experience, zero compassion while in a medical intervention. So the answer is, if we want to solve in healthcare, the growing disappearance of humanity and kindness in healthcare, we have to, have to, have to, have to, have to get healthcare professionals to put themselves first so they're the healthiest human they can be and healthy enough to be compassionate with their patients, their colleagues, their family, their friends, and everybody else. You've got to care for yourself first, then take care of us. Yes. And Lee, I know you, you're a speaker. You go all over the world. You talk about this really important subject. And what are some of your suggestions? What do you say to healthcare workers or anybody that's suffering from burnout or anybody that's listening to you, how they can put themselves at the top of the care list? Yeah. What I try to reveal to them or beg them or implore them is, is I remind them that they got into medicine to treat, cure, and comfort their patients. 99% of them didn't do it because mom and dad told them they should. Um, so, but in order to do that, once you recognize that scientifically it's an absolute imperative for the best, quickest outcomes for your patients, family, friends, whoever, is you have to be both competent medically and compassionate. And if you're burned out, you can't be the other half. You cannot be compassionate. So you are literally not doing anybody a favor by burning out and working hard. And, All right, great. I'm killing myself here. No. When you do that, you're killing us. And then you'll kill yourself. Then you'll kill your family. Then you'll kill our colleagues. Then you'll kill your hospital because burned out people hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. Simple. Yes. Yeah. So you gotta, number one, it's like, folks, do not, you know, look forward to the day on your deathbed where you go, wow, I was a jerk to so many patients because I was burned out. You don't want that to be your legacy. That's not the opposite of why you got into healthcare. You've got to take care of yourself. If you agree that your brain and your heart need to be 100% present to best improve the lives of your patients, period. Yes. I really believe we pay forward and ripple out what is in us. And so if we yep. have heart walls and if we have um, heartbreak that we haven't uh, dealt with, if we have toxic yep. Yep. feelings about ourselves, guilt, shame, unworthiness, that's what we ripple yep. out. But if we know how Which to care for have. ourselves... Yeah, we all have. Yeah. It's a hu it's part of we this human experience. It. It's like you'd mentioned, Lee, we start out as compassionate people. Then perhaps yes. I know this was true for me. I would suspect it's true for our friends that are hanging out with us, probably true for you. We experience things that disillusion us. 
that break our hearts yeah. and we we erect walls yeah. around our hearts to protect yeah. ourselves from protect the pain ourselves. of being human, right? Bingo. Bingo. So exactly. Uh, sometimes things happen in life that break those walls that crack us open, that bring us to our knees, not to kill us, but to break us open to the truth of who we are. Yes. That was my yes. experience. And it sounds like we have that in common. I think that's everybody. There's nobody yes. in the world that yes. doesn't harbor pain. And again, if we want to be our truest human selves, that's compassionate. We are genetically bred for it. If you take a child, a newborn baby, and do not give it human, regular human physical contact, mm -hmm. you can feed it, you can give it shots, it literally will shrivel and die. On the other hand, if you take a kid, child, three, four, five, whatever, very young before he learns all life lessons from not necessarily good teachers, and they see another kid in pain, they will all run over and try and comfort that child. That's who we are. Yes. And as we, oh, you don't want to do that with uh, a girl. Oh, you don't want to do that with a black girl. Oh, you don't want to do that with fill in the blank. That's what keeps us from doing that are those false beliefs mm -hmm. that you shouldn't be with people and naturally fulfill your, your, your human nature. So, you know, it does start with you. Um, and again, you know, you ask, what do I do for advice? Well, mm -hmm. number one, get help, take care of yourself. And number two is volunteer, mm. volunteer, go to a soup kitchen, uh, be a tutor for kids, um, um, go set up chairs, whatever, but just put, go to the dog kennel and just walk the dogs. Do a favor for an animal, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, it will reignite. You will feel the beauty of the joy that you give to others by doing that. Yes. Because there's no manipulation. There's no anything behind it. It's simple human kindness and giving is the most healing thing that you can do for your soul. Mm -hmm. um, and put you in a position where you're better able to do it with humans that you know, including yourself. Including yourself. So, yes, I think when we really look at the compassion, we look at our stories and have compassion for them, our individual stories. And then we start to have compassion for other people's stories. And then we start to have compassion for the human experience. And it's like you say, Lee, everybody struggles. Everybody suffers. You say in your book, yep. every human being yep. at some level is in pain, which means each yes. and every one of us, you have an opportunity to make an impact for better, for worse, to connect yep. and uplift or not. Each and every one yep. of us has so much power within ourselves. And I didn't know that for a lot of years. And I think that was part of my suffering. But now that I Me know too. it, it's easy to be in my kindness and my compassion and my affection, even and especially when others are behaving in a way that's not pretty because you know they're hurting. Yes. Yes, exactly. Again, that doesn't excuse the shooters and the rioters. No, it doesn't excuse it, but it explains it. And once yes. you can understand the fact of the horrible pain that they're in, mm -hmm. it doesn't excuse their actions. 
you can at least feel empathy for them. I get your pain. Wow, it must be horrible. When you go into a mall and you start shooting people, my God, what horrible pain you must be in. Must be in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got to be open to that fact. And you know what? If we look at ourselves with honesty, when we're the, you know, worst jerks we've ever been, it's because we were in pain. I mean, yes. there's a one-to-one relationship there. When we're our kindest, most open, giving selves, that's who we really are. That's who we were genetically that's designed to be. That's yes. how we came to get. It wasn't survival of the strongest. It was survival of the nicest who was able <laughs> to go to their other cavemen and say, hey, how about this? You sleep tonight. I'll watch over you. Uh I'll go to sleep and then you watch over me. And maybe together as a community, we can avoid being eaten by those Tyrannosauruses. (laughs) That's what made us survive. Not strength. You could be the strongest human on the face of the planet as a caveman, and you are going to be lunch for a Tyrannosaurus by yourself. Absolutely. I love it. Be miserable in the process. Mm. Well, I I think your message is so powerful, so profound, so true. And can you believe we're (laughs) we're at the end of our show? How fast did that go? Yeah. (laughs) So fun. Wow. I know. So fast, right? So, Lee, tell me, let's share where you can, um, people can connect with you, get a copy of your book, find out more about your message and hang out with you a bit more. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, it's simple. Two ways. One. (laughs) Um, if you want to pay for the book and buy it, which would be wonderful, just go to Amazon. Compassion Heals. That's the title, From Self-Care to Healthcare. But I'm going to bribe you. If you want one for free, a digital version, all you have to do is go to my website, which is very clever. It's Lee, L-E-E, Tomlinson, T-O-M-L-I-N-S-O-N.com. And on there is a challenge. We call it the Compassion Heals Challenge. And all we're asking of you is for seven days, you commit to doing one single intentional kind act per day for seven days. Open a door for somebody. Um, 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 Pick up some dog poop. Whatever it is, one kind act day for seven days. And we'll you know, support you through that and send you inspiring messages. We're not going to sell your information or sell you anything. At the end of it, when you complete it, we'll give you a digital copy of the book. So LeeTomlinson.com, sign up for the challenge, and you can get the digital book for free or buy it on um, Amazon. And (laughs) If you're in healthcare or know people who are, and you think that my message might be useful for uh, the people at that hospital or medical center, tell them about me. Tell them about my message, and I would love to speak to them in person uh, or virtually, as I have, what, well over 200 times in the last six or seven years uh, since my recovery. Yes. Well, Lee, I'm... I have great compassion for what you've walked through to get where you are, but I suspect because of what you've gone through, this is why you are so heartfelt and funny and kind and, and beautiful (laughs) and glorious. And, uh, so I, I acknowledge, uh, 
Yes, you can. I acknowledge you, your path, and uh, I'm grateful for you and for this conversation. And to my friends and listeners, I hope you also receive value from the generosity of Lee's beautiful heart. And we would love to hear from you. Be in touch with him. Get his book. Be in touch with me. And just know we are so grateful for you. You are the light of the world and the child in whom God is well pleased. So take good, gentle, kind, compassionate, loving care of yourself. And let's pay it forward. Random acts of kindness. Right, Lee? Yep, 100%. You'll be better. They'll be better. The world will be better. The world will be better. Pay it forward. So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. We love you. Onward and upward.